Hi, Squirrel friends. Welcome to the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast this week. I'm John Polly, a producer on RuPaul's Drag Race and your podcast host. And before we get into this week's episode, I just want to let you know that this week's podcast with my wonderful guest, Evie Oddly, was recorded well before the disqualification of contestant Sherry Pie occurred or any details about the disqualification were known. And there's not going to be any discussion of Sherry or her disqualification in this podcast episode. Evie and I talked up episode three of season 12 and had a great chat. We dig into this week's crazy world's worst challenge, Evie's year since winning, and her epic season 11 lip sync, and a lot more. So please enjoy it all, and thank you for joining us. Evie Oddly, you're starring in RuPaul's Drag Race Live in Las Vegas. Yes, indeedy. And you bicycle a lot here? Yeah, I got I, I bought a bike specifically to stay fit and uh-huh. not spend too much money on like transportation and do other people bike a lot here oh no i get like the craziest looks like in general especially when i tell people that i bike i'm yeah. like yeah i just like biked like to the store and they're like oh you could die please don't um but yeah be careful because i feel like i would yeah i would just be careful here i mean i i try not to bike at night yeah. uh stay vigilant and yeah. and carry a pocket knife just for fun do you have a cute helmet yes (laughs) of course you do yes of course i do maybe they sell them at rupaul's workroom in the flamingo lobby you know it's a good place to check it out (laughs) they have rupaul everything and rupaul cares about your head Yes. How is your head? Well, so far, so good. (laughs) Bike safe. (laughs) Hello, 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 squirrel friends. I'm John Polly, a producer on RuPaul's Drag Race and a drag race historian. And welcome, welcome, welcome to a brand new season of the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast, or as we like to call it, She's already the hair hurts. Brought to you by World of Wonder and VH1, this podcast takes you through every new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 12. Each week, I'm joined by RuPaul's Drag Race icons, as in the queens who've made history, to talk about this new season and their own drag race experiences. So thank you for listening. And warning, because there's going to be what? Spoilers. Spoilers! Thank you. So consider yourself warned. And to keep up, make sure you watch RuPaul's Drag Race every Friday on VH1 at 8 p.m. 7 Central, or you can watch in select territories on WoW Presents Plus if you're someplace where you don't get VH1. Now, having said that, I'm joined today by the current reigning champion of RuPaul's Drag Race, the victor of season 11. She puts the odd in goddess. It fits right in the middle that's, there. That's right. Hey. The stunning and delightfully strange Evie Oddly. Hi. Howdy, howdy. I'm here. <laughs> Cry about it. <laughs> Odd bless. <laughs> okay, Evie Oddly, how different is your life than it was, say, one year ago? I mean, in a lot of ways, it's exactly the same. Because <laughs> one year ago, I wasn't sure what the future was going to hold. Uh-huh. I was like about to take the wildest journey of my life and here i am a year later with so much like already planned out a future steadily in my hands but i still don't know exactly what i want to do like i feel like it's opens bigger doors that sounds exciting though it is exciting because the way my life has changed Mm -hmm. is i 100 percent realize the power i have to like influence what what i want to happen what i want to come come to life what i want to come to fruition like 
this year has been amazing because I've gotten to soak up so many experiences and now I'm ready to kind of like unleash my vision on the world. <laughs> is it because you won or just from being on the show or both? I actually wouldn't say that having one changes changes my experience a whole lot or, or helps it differ from my sisters. I feel like it's yeah. about what kind of impact you were ready to bring when you were when you were like even cast on the show in the yeah. first place, if you went in knowing that you were going to like leave a mark, then you yeah. left a mark. And that's, those are, those are all the girls that I see who are out breaking their asses every night. Yeah. Yeah. Has your drag changed in the, in this year since the show in any way? No, in regards to the fact that my drag has always been just a constant experiment. Yeah. And, like my it's funny to like see what some of the people will like write on my on my posts mm -hmm. or like or or saying about me and being like oh yes she looks better with a hundred thousand dollars or like her makeup has gotten so good after the show <laughs> and i just want to uh, i always want to be like look back before because there was always like a look when my makeup was fantastic uh -huh. and a look when my makeup was terrible where i looked expensive <laughs> and one where i just looked like i fell out of the trash like right. that's one of my favorite things about drag is you don't have to be constant if you don't want to yeah. some days i wake up and i look like america's next drag superstar and some days i look like i definitely need to submit a few more audition tapes <laughs> <laughs> Just hope for all of us. <laughs> now in vegas here at the rubal's drag race live you share a dressing room with i'm kicking with vanji and Derek barry every day Ooh, okay who's the who's this biggest space hog who hogs up the whole room oh that's definitely vanji <laughs> Just, she deserves to though but like that's the thing is she's just like such an infectious energy that yeah. everybody is going to do whatever it takes to make sure that like vanji's comfortable happy and having a good time she yeah. has like 30 dressers at one at one moment <laughs> like all just giggling along with her because she's always just on on yeah and, 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 and how is Derek Barry Derek is also amazing I it's funny because I had never imagined having worked with Derek yeah but Derek has so quickly become one of my favorite queens because she just has this amazingly big beating heart like yeah Derek loves everything I don't think I've ever heard Derek <laughs> say that she doesn't love something you're like oh god it's raining outside and Derek's like I love rain though <laughs> Okay, season 12 queens. So we're in episode three, and this is the week when they all, all, everyone comes together for the first real challenge involving everyone. How hard is it to get to know your fellow queens at like that first whatever episode or two when you're just all suddenly like <laughs> thrown together? I feel like you always get uh, the best idea of how people are willing to attack the competition in those first few days because there are always going to be these really big personalities yeah. who are are like i said here to be like i'm here i made it here's my statement yeah and then there are people who are a lot more intimidated by like the rush of people and yeah. that pressure of like needing to have yourself seen yeah and i def i know i fell into like the latter half of that category that's why it was a blessing to have survived past the first few episodes because <laughs> i was like i know if i go home now people will not have seen anything from me yet like mm -hmm. i need to soak in mm -hmm. the water a little bit and that kind of leads us into the the, the root comes in and tells them, okay, winners from the last two weeks, for the mini challenge, you're going to rank your fellow queens, basically. Like, they've all been kind of sniffing each other's butts to see, like, who's who and, mm -hmm. and sussing each other out. And then it becomes, like, the mini challenge. Uh -huh. 
So our first two weeks winners, Jada and Widow, have to line up and rank the queens in the other groups who they just met from strongest to weakest. Mm-hmm. Would you have enjoyed doing that? Would you have been able to do that? Oh, I would have done it in a heartbeat. <laughs> like it would. That's the thing is like. It also sucks because you don't want to make enemies, especially like literally right after you just met a bitch. Yeah. But I personally am a fan of like being blunt and honest with we know. where you're at and where you're feeling. And in the moment, like if all you've gotten is just a glimpse of these girls, yeah. I don't think there's really any harm in just being like, so out of what I've seen so far, here's where right. I think you may be falling. Yeah, I think you would have done just fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So Widow um, lines up the girls from the other group. She puts Sherry in the top and Aiden Zane on the bottom. Jada lines them up, the opposite group of girls, and puts Gigi Good as her top, her strongest competition, and Heidi in the bottom. Ouch! I disagreed with that. Uh-huh. I, overall, I agreed with both of the girls' choices for, like, tops. Mm-hmm. But when it came to Jada's, like, bottom, I was like, ooh, girl, I don't know, because Heidi has... Like, just from, like, the two seconds you get to see her, she has yeah. so much personality. And yeah. Rue even says it. She's such a character yeah. that, like, you know there's something in there that's just going to be entertaining. Agree. Agree. And then it turns out the two top girls, Widow and Jada, become team captains. But so do the bottom girls. The girls <laughs> they cast at the bottom. Aiden. Come on, power bottoms. Say thank you. Oh. <laughs> losing is a new winning. <laughs> I've heard that somewhere. I, I feel like. I hear it every day. <laughs> At least five times a week. At least five. And then we learned that the challenge is they're going to be teams competing in a new talent show or lack of talent show called <laughs> The World's Worst, which is clearly an homage to American Idol, America's Got Talent, especially in the beginning of the season when you see all the people auditioning. Mm-hmm. Mm, sketchily. So scenarios they're given. We have three girls with one brain. <laughs> You have the fruity patooties who are like, they're like almost like school performers. Like they go to doing school assemblies yeah, and spread messages of like LGBTQ positivity. Yes. Um, you have squirrel scouts who really just want to sell stuff. Yep. Same. Um, Get that coin girl. And the Del Rio trio, the Del Rio triplets, old ladies. Ooh. <laughs> it's kind of a weekend at Bernie's vibe happening in there. Oh my God. Which one of these groups would you want to be in? I personally would have wanted to be in the three girls, one brain group. Yeah. Because that is like the most simple standard, uh, improv exercise like it's something that anyone who's been in improv mm-hmm. class has done and it's it's fun yeah right all three of them have to all talk together at once spontaneously the whole time and i feel like that's the hardest thing to do going into these improv uh, like challenges especially in the competition is just remember that like you're supposed to be having fun yeah because if you're not having fun then people who watch it aren't going to be true 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 okay it's time for a break and when we come back there's more Evie Oddly and all of the best of the world's worst challenge right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, I have three words for you. Viva Drag Vegas. Viva Drag Vegas. Okay, now four words. RuPaul's Drag Race Live. Yes, running right now at the legendary Flamingo Las Vegas in Las Vegas is the live residency of RuPaul's Drag Race Live, a stage show glamming up the Vegas Strip five nights a week. You gamble, girl. 
That's right. Directed by RuPaul and Jamal Sims, who you've seen on Drag Race choreographing amazing work from the queens. RuPaul's Drag Race Live stars your favorite Drag Race legends. Asia O'Hara, Derek Barry, Cameron Michaels, Naomi Smalls, Vanessa Vanjie Mateo, and season 11 champion Evie Oddly, all busting moves and knocking you out with their own personal charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent live on stage. There's original music. There are six super hot and super talented pit crew dancers shaking their moneymakers. The show is amazing. It is a big glorious spectacle queens are flying from the ceiling dancing there's dish and drama it's like a perfect vegas show so get all the information and tickets at rupaul's drag race again go to rupaul's drag race for all the tea tickets info everything you need and remember why shantae's in vegas sachet's in vegas <laughs> okay that may not make sense but it's still cute right see you there Okay, we're back live from the Flamingo in Las Vegas. It's live for me, girl. I'm getting live. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm here with Evie Oddly, the season 11 winner, who's also starring in RuPaul's Drag Race Live in Vegas. And we're discussing episode three of season 12, the first episode with all the girls together. The queens have been assigned their teams. They're figuring out who they want to play. There's Jada and Rockham are sparring over who gets to be an apple or who gets to be an orange. I think I like the bad apple roll. I like the bad apple roll too, though. Okay, I'll take the bad apple roll okay. then just because I know that's like really like something I know I like to sell in. I'm like team Jada on this. Like, I'm sorry, <laughs> girl, like if you don't like your part. And I feel like the weakest thing you can do in any situation, but especially like in an improv challenge is tell yourself I can't. And, yeah. and especially from the get go, like when you get handed something, it's just best to convince yourself to try and find a way, even if you're freaking out. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, in all the acting challenges or improv challenges on, on, on Drag Race, you never know what's going to pop out, actually, as far as what's going to rise, whether it's the part or the person doing it. you got to bring it. And there's this history of like girls feeling like things were unfairly given to them or whatever. But I feel like that's more just them self-sabotaging. Like yeah. that's it's, it's an act of self-sabotage because you can make anything successful. It's yes. just really difficult <laughs> sometimes to see past your own demons now which were your favorite challenges i know you were you were you were kellyanne conway and trump the rusical yeah you were the like marnie evil <laughs> slash good girl slash evil girl and good god girl get out mm-hmm. you were converted to britneyism in the diva worship challenge lord <laughs> lord saver and you were a twerking girl with a kiria yeah what was your favorite my favorite was either the Good God Girl Get Out. Yeah. Or actually, I think my real favorite was Trump the Rusical because yeah. I grew up like a musical theater kid. Mm-hmm. I tried to get a degree in, in theater. I thought I was going to move to New York and be a Broadway actress. And so it just like tapped into everything that I love doing. Uh huh. And I have to say, the improv acting challenges were terrible for me, they were not fun. But you were good in them. Uh, I I think I was passable in them. Watching these girls do their world's worst improvs. The first ones we see are the old ladies, the three, the Del Rio triplets. We're the Del Rio trio. 
And that is like a hard, hard act to beat because <laughs> they successfully came in with an amazing story. Like yeah. their story is hilarious before they even enter the door. There are these like three old ladies who play music and mm -hmm. one of them dies like yes. right before the audition. And it was really creative for them to have to have a character who's literally dead the whole time and still be entertaining. Yeah. I think they were just really successful in balancing out each other's energy. Yeah, it was Heidi, Jackie, and Gigi, and Gigi had to play the dead girl, which if you're going to complain about give, being given a part in an improv challenge, you're going to be the dead girl. <laughs> yeah, like that's, well, that's kind of hard, but she kept it, she yeah. kept it funny, and even in her like flopping around and coming back to life and not knowing what was going on, like, yeah. it's just everything. Thing. We had Squirrel Scouts who were trying to sell some nut butter. <laughs> you had the drunk one, the sexy one, and I guess the smart one or the middle one. <laughs> the middle one! Crystal, yeah. Widow was the drunk one. Nikki Doll was the sexy French Squirrel Scout. I feel like that was a little bit of a harder pill to swallow, mm -hmm. specifically because only one of the characters was fully fleshed out. And I will say that I feel like uh, Widow had it a little bit easier mm -hmm. because it is everybody knows what a drunk person <laughs> looks like. It's fun. It's funny. However, she committed. And yeah, the other two girls didn't really take it like Crystal. You could tell was nervous because yeah. she was the one who had to take the brunt of the weight for her group. So she right. was just like sitting there like, oh. I guess um uh we're here to sell nut butter, I guess. Uh <laughs> and and like Nikki, she's absolutely gorgeous, but she like wasn't selling like yeah. I'm your sexy girl scout. Oh we oui, would you like to <laughs> taste my nut butter? I'm like she could have yes. gone so hardcore. Yes, yes. We haven't even mentioned the fact that Ross Matthews is playing Bossy Rossi again. Charo mm. is sitting yes! there and Ornacia. And and Charo, and that's why I <laughs> I'm a little bit disappointed in Nikki is I feel like she was in her comfort zone of being like a sexy character. And yeah. she, she has literally an icon like sitting right across from her at yeah. that table on how to be like a sexy foreigner. Everybody. Speak slowly and clearly. What the hell is going on? Like a right. sexy wherever like you're lean from. Lean into it. Yeah, exactly. Lean Have hard. fun with it. Yes. Then we get the Fruity Patooties, who are Jan, Rockham Sakura, and Dahlia Sin, who's Broccoli, because she's a Brock ally. Yeah, she's, uh, she's a Brock ally. <laughs> oh, the puns! And Jada, who's Bad Apple. Sour Apple. Mm. <laughs> Fussy Apple. Mm -hmm. What did you think of them? That was probably my least favorite. <laughs> only only Dahlia ended up sort of like getting critiqued. I'm your fully real lasting vegetable, broccoli. Which is weird because Dahlia for me, like, yeah, honestly, that was a terrible broccoli performance. <laughs> you can tell that she like, in the, in the sweetest of ways, I think yeah. she just like really was in her head and in her feelings about maybe possibly the acting challenge at all, but right, definitely right, right. about not getting to be her drag fantasy that she's living. But that's also where you have to like, remember that a major part about drag is having fun and like, yeah. it, it has to be fun and entertaining too, yeah. not just like look good. And any of these challenges on drag race, whether it's improv or acting or whatever, even if it's like a fashion challenge, you also kind of have to be ready to like act the fool or yeah. just be yeah. silly. Well, and that's the thing is I, I feel like, the culture that drag is in right now is very look based. People really care about the look a lot mm -hmm. because if you don't get those likes on Instagram, then like people mm -hmm. are going to keep swiping. However, I think a lot of 
what drag is about gets lost in the mix. Like it's like people watch RuPaul's drag race and forget that half of the show is these acting challenges, these improv challenges. And they're, and like a lot of the, a lot of the culture has stemmed into like these girls only caring about runways. Like what happened to the love of wacky, (laughs) messy, dirty, quick drag. I love a busted ass queen on stage. I don't care how long she's been doing it. Yeah. And then our final group was the three girls, one brain, which was Aiden Zane, Sherry Pie, and Beretta. They had been struck by lightning and then all share the same brain and have to talk at the same time together. <laughs> that was hilarious to watch. That was gold from start to finish. Uh, and I personally thought that they all did really well together. Yeah, because afterwards, Britta and Sherry are coming down hard on Aiden. Yeah, they came down. I think they have, like, the same theater kid vibes that so many people in in the theater industry yeah. and yeah. plenty of New York queens get because they do have to yeah. work so hard. So yeah. you know you're a professional yeah. and you're willing to, like, discredit other people who haven't been through those experiences. Right. But what's funny is I thought Aiden in that challenge actually made like made good use of the fact that she wasn't one of the two star actors or whatever like she was very like always watching them making sure like oh god am i saying the right thing and at the end of the day when they all split (laughs) it was hilarious because you got the full punchline of like duh of course these bitches don't share the same brain Like, so I disagree with them. I I hope in the future they get over their egos because that, like, girl, you're going to write off some really good competition if you you don't open your eyes. Yes. And as Roxy Andrews was here talking last week, and she's like, don't ever count out the the strange, you know, girl who you think is like not so polished or Mm -hmm. not so sharp as you because... As Roxy said, I learned that the hard way. (laughs) And I learned it the easy way. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, day two in the workroom. They're getting ready. We learned that Dahlia has a twin who's also gay. What a trip. And also interested in doing drag. I'm just like, okay, this is a story for, this is, come on, season 13, 14. Yeah. Two twin queens come in. Oh my God, that would be amazing, (laughs) bitch. But I also get why she's like, bitch, back off. Like, let me have my thing. (laughs) Thank you. Goddamn. And now let's get to the runway. Because Rue comes out giving you kind of jungle kitty, savage beauty. Oh my God, it's so good. (laughs) Uh, She looks like, like a pussycat doll stripper going to an award ceremony or something. I don't know. She's just a Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Lots of like animal print and just like big hair. Cutouts cut and outs. like cut it out. And the category is buttons and bows for the runway. Sounds like a baby doll nightmare yeah, when it happened. Like it does. And it kind of is in the in a really good way. I okay, so the way I always tackled the runways yes. was I and I just thought about what I thought. I was going to see like a kimono gate of like, yes. I, that's my biggest thing is I wanted to avoid being one of a million girls who does the same thing. And so when I think buttons and bows, I think very like cutesy baby doll, oh, mm-hmm. bright colors, pink. Oh, so cute. And mm-hmm. which is why my standouts were the ones who like either perverted that idea <laughs> or strayed entirely away from it. I'm shocked to hear that from you. I know, right? <laughs> Who'd you like? Okay. Um, and there were some voodoo doll looks, which reminded me of you. Which I'm so envious of because a bitch could not do that successfully on her season. I know, but I think you inspired some more voodoo doll because we see a, we had a couple of voodoo dolls. Yeah, there was there was Sherry Pie and then Jan. Jan also did yeah. a voodoo doll and that was fantastic. I'm like <laughs> kicking myself looking at their shit being like, you stupid, stupid 
about how why couldn't you be them? <laughs> why couldn't you be better? But concept wise, though, I really, really loved Nikki Dolls mm-hmm. and I loved Heidi's specifically because they did bring like this interesting perspective to an otherwise yeah. very predictable runway. Right. So and they both kind of did like fairy tale homages. Heidi was a Pinocchio moment. My runway is very Pinocchio. She got some buttons. Little need for a skirt if you want to see. Oh. Yeah. Full on nose. Full yeah, on. exactly. Like she took and, it there. And then, um, yeah, we had a Cinderella sort of story from Nikki Doll. Guess who's back with a mouse? <laughs> Nikki Doll is serving Cinderella to the judges tonight. She is in her atelier with her little mind. She's definitely going to go to the ball. Which like- also reminded me of like Valentina's deconstructed runway. Like when she was like trying to sell the idea yeah. of a garment being made. And I just, I really like the way that... Uh, Nikki decided to take that direction for this runway. Yeah, and it was chic. It was so chic. She looks so good in it. Yeah, because I always think that she's always chic just because she's French. It is because she's <laughs> French, though. That's the thing. She has an unfair leg up on the comp- competition because yeah. she's French. She's yeah. born chic. <laughs> I also I also did love Gigi's just like nine jillion orange buttons. Oh my god, yeah, that's that's an honorable mention for me because that was a completely different direction. Yeah, and it looked so clean. Yeah, I'm so jealous. <laughs> okay, it's time again for a break, and when we're back, critiques, lip syncs, and Evie is going to talk us through one of the most epic lip syncs in history that she was a part of. Right after this. Can you feel the love? Hey, kittens. You love drag, and you love drag queens. So you will love the glitz, glamour, and gaggy shows and series you can watch VOL Presents Plus, the streaming service from World of Wonder, where you can dig into lots of draggedy content from some of your favorite queens on the planet. On WoW Presents Plus, drag superstars Trixie Mattel and Katya are currently putting out new episodes of their twistedly epic signature series, Um. WoW Presents Plus also has fresh and funny episodes of Alyssa's Secret, featuring the iconic Alyssa Edwards and her tongue-popping glory. And you'll also find other favorites, including brand new episodes of Fashion Photo Review every week. You can catch up on the epic first season of RuPaul's Drag Race UK and fasten your seatbelts because a new second season of Work the World is coming to take you on tour and behind the scenes with the greatest queens alive as they travel the globe. So, get the details on how to watch all of these and more at wowpresentsplus.com. That's wowpresentsplus.com. Or you can get the Wow Presents Plus app on your mobile device, all for just a few coins a month. So, ka-ching, bam, and watch! Bye! Welcome back to the podcast with guest Evie Oddly, and we're talking episode three of season 12. We've seen the world's worst and the runway, and we got some spoilers coming up. The save queens have been dismissed, so it's time for critiques. So left on stage are Dahlia, Heidi, Jackie Cox, Crystal, Nikki, and Sherry, mm-hmm. who are t- somebody's tops, somebody's bottoms. Dahlia, they sort of say that she's, she was trying to lean into sexy and not giving, not committing or something, right? That's, that's the thing is, she just reminds me of a lot of girls I've met who suffer from wanting to be beautiful yeah. like uh, I, that's why i already went off on it i think the instagram yeah. beauty can be a blessing as much as it is a curse because yeah. it's not fun to like watch yeah. you yeah. be unable to break out of that and let me get this out of the way the winner 
is? It's RuPaul. It's RuPaul. It's RuPaul. <laughs> Always. But our challenge winner is Sherry Pie. And moving on from that, this is early on in the season. It's a performance challenge, whether it's acting or improv or you know, this is a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. You and Scarlett won a performance challenge very early on in Good God Girl Get Out. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. How did that bolster you moving forward? Like, duh, it's got to feel good, right? Yeah, that was honestly probably the reason I was such a tyrant to the girls for the next few episodes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I got my pat on the back from Mama Mama Roo week two and was yeah. like, okay, well, I know I deserve to be here. So yeah. I'm just going to give you my opinions on how you should prove that you deserve to be here. And you did. And, and I did. Yeah. And the smart ladies took it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And but also like not everyone's in the top because somebody has to lip sync. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about lip syncs because having turned out one of the most memorable, legendary lip syncs on the show and the lip sync for your life, you and Brooklyn were both hugely strong. And then boom, you're both in the bottom. As after Snatch Game, the song was Sorry, Not Sorry. Each of you is going to fight for that epic lip sync. Oh, my God. What did it feel like? Going into that, walking back out on stage, thinking, oh, this is probably going to be me in the lip sync. And how did you get yourself ready for that? That was a rough, rough week. Like the second they announced Snatch Game, I already had like nightmares plaguing me of, well, this is your time to go home, especially because at that point. I had made so many enemies in the competition (laughs) that I really honestly kept myself up at night, just like playing their voices, like wiping away my mirror message, being like, well, thank God we don't have to deal with that bitch anymore. (sighs) And being so disappointed because if there's anything I hate, I hate being wrong. And Mm -hmm. you can't (laughs) you can't talk all that shit (laughs) and then get sent home immediately after. Yeah, I was beating myself up at that point. And I knew that literally the only way I could stay in the competition is if I turned out a killer lip sync. I honestly thought I was going to be lip syncing against Vanjie Mm -hmm. because she like did slightly poorly in the challenge and had a runway violation of like wearing the bodysuits that Michelle was telling her not to. So I everything that I did against Brooke, I had already planned out against Vanjie. I yeah. was I was ready. I was going to do the wig reveals. I was going to do my headstand. Uh-huh. But the best part of it being against Brooke was she was also a front runner in the competition. And yeah. I knew that she was going to fight so much harder than I could even outperform. So yeah. everything felt like this call and response of like, okay, judges, you put us here. Pick yeah. between us. Oh, you want to see her do a headstand? Watch me do a headstand. Did you see what she was doing? Did you know what else was happening? The only time I was like really conscious of what she was doing was the headstand thing because I had been planning to do this like whole <laughs> walk that walk, baby, like upside yeah. down. It, it just was going to look cool. And then I turn over and I see her already doing it. I'm like, Oh, damn it. Well, if you like that, well, check this uh-huh. out. Uh, it's also good. It, it was one, it's one of the best lip syncs we've ever, ever seen on the stage. I'm excited to see some of these girls, though. I've been doing a little bit of research, uh-huh. and I can see that a, a lot of them are fantastic performers. Yeah, they are. They are. So this week, we have the lip sync. Our bottom two are Dahlia Sin and Nikki Dahl. The song is Problem by Ariana Grande, featuring Higgy Azalea. And ultimately, somebody's got to go home. And Nikki wins the lip sync, so it's Dahlia Sin who's sashaying away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When she does, she kind of just bolts off stage, which is kind of like, oh! Uh-oh. But 
I, it's hard to blame someone in a way for like being upset. Yeah, that's the thing is like you work so hard to get here and you put in so much work yeah. like before you even step onto stage that to like see that cut short really i mean it pissed me off that's what i was talking about about like playing the voices in my head that was what gave me the fight to stay there was i was pissed off that i was about to have my dreams cut short yeah and dolly recovers after a moment like we see her catch her breath and kind of come to terms but really there's so much intense emotion at play i mean it's a wonder like everybody doesn't like go into the workroom and kick tables or whatever like you know because it's 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 a lot i'm surprised these bitches don't incur some serious (laughs) damage to this set they actually have to rebuild it every day before the queens walk in (laughs) okay i want to find out who are you loving the competition i know it's very early i have to say right now have to put Jada up there because she's even though she didn't really stand out in in this challenge and mm-hmm. I didn't think she did the best or the worst. Yeah. She's also a bitch who just brings that confidence and I think confidence mm-hmm. is so important in this competition. True. If I had to pick another that for that same reason, Gigi Good. I agree with all the girls basically like <laughs> that's they're like they're not it's not even necessarily that they're like oh my favorites right now oh like I can't like yeah. die or like live without these queens it's just I really like confidence and yeah. I think people who go in with it are more likely to knock it out of the park. Spoken like a winner. I'm just saying. (laughs) What advice could you offer, like, all of these queens right now at this point in the competition? It's very early if it's their third week on set. I mean, like, it's it's literally just the beginning. So keep trying to put out your best. Don't be afraid to challenge yourself because everything that gets thrown at you is going to at some point feel like it's all pitted to make you go home Mm -hmm. but don't be afraid don't be afraid to keep challenging yourself and don't forget to have fun i wish i had had so much more fun on set because i love doing drag and i got i got sucked up in the competition yeah so have fun and make sure it shows that's the most important thing and what advice you give them as they are now watching themselves on tv and experiencing fans and stuff as you know as the season progresses I'm not going to even tell you, like, don't read the comments or ignore it, because I know how hard that is. Just like just just know that they're never going to be 100 percent happy with what you do. But there are always going to be people out there who love and appreciate what you are offering to the world of drag. So keep them in mind when you're creating. And my favorite thing is always just challenge yourself. Don't say I can't. And it's just like the comedy. There are the improv rules like never say no. And why should folks come see you in Las Vegas? Y'all should come see me in Las Vegas because I'm happy, damn it. I'd I'd say people should come see me in Las Vegas because this is something that almost no queen has ever done in the way that we're doing. And we're getting a chance to bring the magic of Drag Race, the experience of it to, to the world. So you'll get to see the best out of all of us queens. Yeah. And I know the best out of me, bitch. And the music is so good. The numbers are great. That you like, you guys the are great performers. The dancers, great. there's like amazing pit crew dancers, and there's like many flavors. There's like a stripper pole. Yeah, yeah. Like, like if, I feel like you should come see us because you'll get 
the entire Vegas experience in yeah. one package. We got the, the strippers. We got gambling. <laughs> we've got freaky sh- and Cirque stuff. Yeah. We, we have Britney Spears. Like, yes. what more do you need? It's so good. Yeah. The best thing about Vegas for me is also I've had time to work on my drag and work on some projects. So ex- expect things and stuff. Uh, stuff what things. Kind of things? Hopefully music. Ooh, that's good. what that's what I'm really trying to lean into. I know it's so original for us Rue girls to put out music, but please do. I'm actually good at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Evie Oddly. Thank you, John Polly. Have a lovely evening. I will. Evening. I will have a great evening. Bye. Bye. Kitty girls. Oddly enough. That's the end of this week's podcast. Humongous thanks to the fantastic Evie Oddly for joining us this week. Go see her in Las Vegas. Alongside Vanjie, Asia O'Hara, Naomi Smalls, Cameron Michaels, Derek Barry. Plus, you may also see Coco Montrese, Kahana Montrese, Chanel, and India Farah. They are all appearing in RuPaul's Drag Race live in the showroom at Flamingo Las Vegas five glorious nights a week. Go! And thanks for listening to the podcast this week. Thanks for your support and your love of Drag Race. If you can, go to Apple Podcasts and give us a review and a rating. It really helps and we'd love to hear from you. Keep up with Season 12 by watching new episodes every Friday night at 8pm 7 Central on VH1 and if you're somewhere where you cannot get VH1 you can watch via WOW Presents Plus. Now, to wiggle us right out of here, I'm going to go back to Evie Oddly's very own verse from the Season 11 musical challenge, Queens Everywhere, which is perfect for doing those back-arching crawls atop the countertop of your local bar. And while you're there, tip your local drag queens, support them, show them love, and join us next week for more Season 12 shenanigans on the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. Toodle you! And odd bless. I may be oddly, oddly enough. My edges stay shredded, but these tits are tough. When other girls make, I just call out their bluffs. So glue on those shoes and tighten them tough. And I know I play rough, but that's how I tumble and bend over backwards whenever I fumble. I'm giving my all to shine like RuPaul. So pardon me, bitches, if I don't seem my all. Odd bless. How do you? <laughs>